Welcome to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. Well, hello again, and welcome to another edition of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. I'm Harry Alexander. Bunker de France is here. Yep. And here is uh, the White Stallion Ranch, where we stream live every movie Saturday, and this happens to be a movie Saturday. Yeah, it certainly is. In are. Los Angeles, it is our good friend Todd Roberts. Hi, Todd. Uh, hello, Harry. Hello, Bunker. How are you both? Yeah, we, we're fine. We are here. Squeaking by. Squeaking you're, by. You're, yeah, you're at the White Stallion Ranch drinking sangria. No, and, uh, whiskey. You know. uh, I'm, dr- I'm drinking I'm drinking coffee. He's got coffee. I'll be getting some whiskey in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Hobnobbing with all the beautiful people. Yes, we are. Yes, well, yes. we try to. Well, you know, you look out here and it's like, you know, you don't need people when you got this kind of scenery. That's right. I don't need people anyway. Uh, well, that's all right. You know, it's it, you can talk to the cactus and the cactus yeah. might talk back to you. Well, if you've had enough of those bourbons, they will for sure. <laughs> well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna try something a little different starting out there. About every other month now, we're kind of gonna run through some of the uh, folks that uh, passed away that uh, got an empty corral now, and just remember them for a second. And I'm going to start with, uh, we mentioned her before, but Chorus Leachman passed. Uh, she did a ton of Western, mostly television, all of the big Western uh, television shows she did. Peter Mark Richmond passed. Uh, he was one of the really good heavies that we got. We had the pleasure of, of work, uh, seeing. Wayne Mallory, he passed. Now, the interesting thing about Wayne is he was uh, Guy Madison's younger brother. No kidding. Yeah, and he he, had, he did uh-huh. some pretty good stuff. Uh, Ed Bryce, who was the sheriff on uh, Brett Maverick. No kidding. And he also, passed? yeah, he died. Also, oh, he yeah. also, I didn't know this, but he wrote Mama Don't Let Your Babies yeah. Grow Up to Be Cowboys. Yeah, he, he was a huge country star. Yeah. Uh, when did he pass? Uh, well, let's see. What do we got here? Uh... January 8th, so just a oh, little, about a month and a half ago. What a shame. It is, you know, and that's, and that's why I, I want to do this, because these guys need to be remembered and maybe talked about a little bit. Yeah. The next guy, uh, I knew him, uh, Mike Henry, the old football player, mm-hmm. he, uh, tar, ex-Tarzan. Uh, we used to share the same pew, his family and myself, out at St. Charles when I was living out in uh, in uh, North Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And uh, who else we got? Oh, Gregory Sierra, another fellow that I worked with. Fine, fine actor. Very talented man. I worked with him on uh, Pocket Money and uh, Petricelli. Mm-hmm. Great actor. And then, of course, Barney sure. Miller. He, he was, yeah. yeah, he was on Barney, Barney, uh, Barney, uh, 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 I forget the name. Miller. But Barney he was Miller. such a good actor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, he, and you know what that was amazing about him, Bunker? Is he could play bad guys as good as he could play good guys, and he was great at comedy. You know, he was he was trained a trained Shakespearean actor. I remember seeing him also on uh, Soap. He was yes. he was the revolutionary who was uh, uh, converting Jessica. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he 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 did he did Sanford and Son. Yep. You know, he was yep. he did all the big. Heavy comedy shows. Now, another one who passed uh, was loved by a lot of folks. She didn't do much westerns, but it was Don Wells from uh, Gilligan's yeah, Island. Right. 
you know, and uh, who else we got? Uh, Hal Holbrook, of course, who is probably the embodiment of Mark Twain and when it comes to doing Mark Twain. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, Victoria Racimo, a Filipino-Irish actress that did a few westerns and had a very exotic look. And now, Todd, this is a fellow that's kind of, that uh, you would probably have, what, what would be the word for it? Uh, well, you have a connection. Uh, that's Lynn Stallmaster, who a legendary casting director. Sure. Uh, he's the only casting director to ever get an Academy Award. Uh, and I could list his ca- uh, credits here, but I'm going to skip them all except for one. Monty Walsh. There you go. Well, it's very kind of you, Bunker. Um, you know, uh, you could always tell if somebody really knew what they were talking about in Hollywood. Um, because they might get a little ahead of themselves and go, oh, you know, listen, uh, I've met Lynn Stallmaster. She thinks she thinks I'm really a great <laughs> actor or actress. You know, I'm gonna, you know, I've already interviewed with her. She uh-huh. thinks I'm fabulous. Uh-huh. She'll be calling me. She she said she'll be calling me next month. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, sometimes depending on the situation, depending on the person, depending on my mood, depending on how much bourbon I've had, you know, sometimes I might be mean enough to go. <clears throat> really, and um, and uh, and where was it that you met uh, uh, Lynn Stallmaster? Oh, well, you know, here, or there, at uh-huh. Spago, uh-huh. or at their office, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, it's interesting. So, <clears throat> does Lynn Stallmaster, the female, spell her name differently than Lynn Stallmaster, the male? Because she he spells it with no e. It's L Y N N. My mother, who's a female, she spelled her name L Y N N E. Mm-hmm. And the, you get this look of like the Sphinx. You and it me. was like somewhere between the Sphinx and Jamie Lee Curtis in one of the Halloween movies. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm caught red-handed. Yipper. Well, you know, as long as you tell that story, and that's a great one, uh, I actually went to a couple of seminars that he did, casting seminars, and the man was a he was funny, he was articulate, super kind to everybody, and he would make everybody read. It, it would come to the, yeah. the thing. Well, that's it just, what you're supposed to It was a great you know, Of course, he'd been retired for a long time, but what a great yeah. loss. He also was a very close friends uh, uh, and worked together with a, another great icon in the industry that no one's ever heard of by the name of Paul Corner. Corner. Coner. Coner. And Paul, Paul was also known as Poncho. Um, and he was the manager and or agent uh, of many great stars, including uh, Charles Bronson. And he and Lynn used to work together all the time. They were always feeding off each other, working with each other. I, I, do you have somebody for me? Do you have somebody for yeah. me? Blah, blah, blah. Back and forth. Yeah. These are the people that truly make this industry work. Mm-hmm. Not the people that you think right. make the industry work. Well, I've just got a couple more, and then we'll get into our our topic for the day. But Alberto Grimaldi, he was a producer with Sergio Leone of uh, yes. the fist, two of the Fistful uh, Dollar movies. And also we have uh, Jimmy Rogers, the singer. Who didn't? He only did one western, but I saw it. And it was. It would almost be a topic for one of our today's show, Little Shepherd of Kingdom Come. Mm-hmm. It was 
way under the radar. It was a much better movie than than anybody gave it credit for. And his career was cut short because shortly after he did that, he was stopped on the uh, freeway by the L.A. uh, by the Highway Patrol and left half almost a vegetable by himself on the freeway. Wow. They never did find out who did it. Mm. And uh, and then, of course, uh, another one I want, I want to mention her personally, that's Cicely Tyson, uh, Emmy, a Tony winner. Uh, I did a thing with uh, called I Know Why the Cade Bird Sings down in Jackson, Mississippi with her. Mm-hmm. And we the company went out to one of the local pubs right across from the motel. And I had the pleasure of dancing with her amongst nice. all of the uh, good old boys down there, and I felt real you. good about it. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Well, that's a great story, Bunker, because that's a great book. It's the it's one of the many different biographies of Maya Angelou, Why the Case. Yes, yes. And it's a tremendous story. Uh, and you talk about a triumph of the human spirit, overcoming a... Uh, a so many obstacles and and obscurity on top of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a tremendous story. It really is. Yeah, that was a great pleasure working on that movie because I got to know Rodney Tarkington, who played the father in that. And I didn't realize that and our common bond was martial arts. And I didn't realize that he he was a master in his wow. uh, in his form. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Well, today, tell us what we're doing today, Harry. Well, it's Movie Saturday, and we're going to talk about movies, obviously, and uh, Western movies that uh, people may not have heard of, may have heard of, and thought, hmm, that's not that good. Or it, hello? Somebody's calling. I know. uh, Or, uh, for whatever reason, you don't think this movie is going to do anything or be good. And we're here to tell you that there's bunches of them out there that have been under the radar. And if you listen to what the reviewers always say, you'll never see anything. That's that's right. Well, you know, the other thing, too, is so often some of these movies, uh, the studio doesn't get behind it or doesn't have faith in it and just releases it, you know... uh, uh, Ride the High Country is a perfect example. Yeah. It was released in a second-run theater in New York as the second bill to a Mar- uh, Chinese chop sake. Mm-hmm. And because the studio had no faith in it, fortunately, a, a critic saw it, raved. Other critics respected him, looked it up, and it became a classic. It's yeah. one of the ones that, you know, it, it got away from the bridge. Well, here's one that I believe is destined to become a classic. And uh, wasn't even made in this country. It's the Sisters Brothers. Oh yes. Released in 2018, it was nowhere filmed in this country. It was filmed in Spain, in Romania. Where else? Uh, God, it looked just like the the Rocky Mountains. I know, didn't it? France, <laughs> Spain, Romania, Belgium, and they say that there was some in the USA. I don't. I sure didn't. I see think it. there was some Canada stuff in there somewhere. But uh, th- this, I mean, the cast is most excellent: John C. Riley, Joaquin Phoenix, Jake Gyllenhaal, Riz Ahmed, Rebecca Root, Allison Tomain, Rutger Hauer, Carol Kane. I mean, you know, come on. This is a based on a true story. Yes, I got the book at home. Do you? And uh, these brothers are bounty hunters, basically. Yeah. And uh, this is their 
one of just a story about They're them. Pistoleros for the Commodore. Yeah, yeah. And Who was a baron? Yeah, yeah. And I, I saw this movie a couple of weeks ago, and I thought, wow. This yeah. Is really oh, you remember when I told you yeah. about it? Yeah. yeah. And you know, it, it's uh, John C. Riley. I thought should have gotten a nomination for best actor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix had a really difficult part to play because generally he steals it. Yeah. But uh, he was gracious enough to, to be second fiddle to play. You know, to let uh, mm-hmm. Riley go with. It. And yeah. man, talk about you know just. These are like real guys, you know. Yeah. And the thing that happens is like, you know, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, not Joaquin, but with the other one, yeah. And Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. But uh, he gets injured in this thing, and, oh, yeah. you know, it's not like in most most movies or TV, he's injured in the next scene, he's he's back and ready. This guy deteriorates. Yeah, yeah. It's just great. I, I, I all, it was a long movie, but... I think the length was necessary. It wasn't long enough well, for me. Well, you know, I, great scenery, great yep. photography, good acting, great story. I don't know how this one cannot become or be destined to become a classic. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I've got a whole, I've got a, actually I don't have a slew. I've got 16 because I, I reined myself in. And good for you. But let's, I, let's let Todd go first. Go, Todd. Oh, well, you know. Um, <laughs> Wake up. I, I'm here. I'm not asleep yet. Um, Put the drink down and you know, join us. You, you know me. I, 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 I'm such a politician. I'm so diplomatic that I constantly try to find the best in certain Westerns, it, it, you know, because I'm of the belief that we don't make enough of them, so right. therefore we can't criticize and them. And we should support it's them. It's like it drives me crazy when cigar smokers criticize cig- cigarette smokers. <laughs> hey, guys, if they're going to go after them, they're going to come after us next. Uh, Wake right. up. Yep. So I, I hate to be negative about Westerns, but uh, I'm going to start off with my Hall of Fame kind of under the wire. Okay. Um, there's a film by uh, Jin Jarmusch called Dead Man with Johnny Depp. Yes, I almost um, put that on mine. Yeah, the music is what's so haunting in this Oh, film. yeah. That and that it's done by black and black and white. I'm not saying that the, the story's the greatest. Um, it's interesting. You know, it's a very... Uh, it's very Hitchcockian in a way. You take you're taking a, just an an average, under average person, and you put them kind of in ridiculous, extenuating circumstances, and they try to survive. Um, the other one is Lone Star, which I like a yes. lot. I've always liked it um, because of the, for me, the seamlessness of Matthew McConaughey becoming Chris Christopherson is mm-hmm. some might say I'm crazy, but I found it to be seamless. Seamless like I found Robert De Niro becoming Don Vito Corleone, which is Marlon Brando. Yes. Um, and having to put to get put, you know, create a character. And you know, you might think, oh well, it's not much for um, uh, Matthew McConaughey to become uh, uh, know that his character is going to grow up and become Chris Christopherson, but uh, that would be a lot of pressure for any actor, right. especially Christopherson. Ride with the Devil, for me, is just one of my favorite westerns. I know it's not a western, it's the Civil War, so our yeah, great commander yeah. and, 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 uh, and leader, Emil, would call it a southerner. Um, yeah, it's um, still a western. But I found it to be just as uh, everything I want in a western. Pretty women, 
<laughs> really good bad guys, really good good guys, and plenty of action. Um, Quick and the Dead. Um, I love this film. Uh, I know that it's a, a lot of people, you know, I, it's a big, for Sam Raimi, and the way he describes it, Thel Reed worked on this film. And he, for him, it was a big nod at all of the spaghetti westerns he grew up as a kid watching. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that influenced him. And that's what this film is. And I have to say that it has some of the best camera work I've ever seen. Not just angles, but they also take a camera and put it on a spindle and spin it around. Hmm. And I think instead of taking it and cutting, you know, you're, at, you're on one angle, you cut, and you're on another angle. They decide to spin the camera as if you're the person and you're in the middle of this and you're looking over to the right and all of a sudden something happens to the left and you got to spin around and look that way uh-huh. and try to figure it out and try to focus. And I, I found that to be very, uh, very entertaining. And I'm just going to give you the first five here. The, my fifth one, um, and I have a real soft spot for this film, it's obviously a tremendous lesson in uh, patience to say the least, but the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Mm-hmm. I think Casey Affleck deserved to get a nomination um, because of he was just so strange uh, <laughs> as that character and an, an introvert desperately trying to break out of his shell. And at the same time, I think Brad Pitt deserved a nomination because how often do we see Brad Pitt and hate him? <laughs> I mean, you really, you don't, you don't have a lot of, uh, it's one of the first times we've seen Jesse really kind of how he was. I mean, he killed 16 men. He was known to have fits. He was known to have horrible migraines, which right. some say were the source of the fits or the fits were source of the migraines, vice versa. Um, he could be sometimes very difficult, uh, even with the closest people in his life. And um, I just, uh, again, Fel Reed did the work on this film, and I think parts of it are just, uh, as far as the cinematography goes, I love it. And I love the narration from the novel, uh, that although it's a true story, it's a historical novel, uh, the narration of Mr. Howard living and existing and surviving in, in Missouri um, is really, to me, very poetic. All right. So there's my first five. Very well. We are, it's Movie Saturday. We're streaming live from the White Stallion Ranch and just north of Tucson. And it's a beautiful day today. Yeah. I mean, to say, it is just one hell of a day. You're listening to Abel Franzi's Voices of the West. we got to do our first commercial break. We're going to do that and be right back. Abel Franzi's Voices of the West with Todd Roberts, Bunker DeFrance, and Harry Alexander. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. 
That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond checking stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. Imus Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 777-1911. America, let me tell you about Sergeant Greg Anderson. Served two tours in Afghanistan, Bronze Star and Purple Heart recipient, and unemployed. The unemployment rate among transitioning service members is unacceptably high, much higher than the general population. Veterans are a proven commodity. They're mature, reliable, and hardworking. They deserve a chance to get back to work after serving their country. Do you really want to honor a veteran? Hire one. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. Watch classic Western movies anytime at voicesofthewest.net. Sometimes you just need to get get it down and it got a funky. <laughs> that's kind of that's got kind of a, a movie beat to it. I can it see does. that in the soundtrack. Welcome back to Abel Franzi's of Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, and Todd Roberts. It's Movie Saturday. We're streaming live from the White Stallion Ranch, beautiful White Stallion Ranch, beautiful. I might add, in Tucson, Arizona. Clear day, about seventy three degrees, I guess. Ah, yeah, you know the, the beautiful, you know the beautiful Tucson mountains in the background, the mm. Sonoran Desert all around. This is this is why movies came to Cal Arizona. You got know. that right. Yeah. So, and that, it is Movie Saturday. We're talking about movies that need some recognition that haven't gotten it in the past. Okay, I'm going to run through my list just real quick because I want to make sure all of these movies get mentioned, and then I'll I'll settle down a little bit. News of the world. The Hired Hand, Texas, The Last Frontier, The Last Command, The Last Hunt, Streets of Laredo, The Texas Rangers, Hostiles, The Kid, The Man from the Alamo, They Came to Condura, Streets of Laredo, and Sierra. All right, let's break them That's down. That's an interesting list. It is. It? Break them down. Well, I'm going to start with one that I really, really feel gets, it gets maligned because a lot of folks that we've had on the show knock this one. 
They, you know, I like I like Todd's attitude. Is you know, there's always something to like in it, mm-hmm. and that's the last frontier. Okay, and the, one of the reasons I like it is is because it has a very unusual storyline. It's 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 not like what you're kind of used to. You've got a hero, Victor Mature, who is a mountain man. He's great. He was. I think he's a half breed. He's he was raised by James Whitmore. He's never seen civilization. Hmm. Well, a, a cavalry outpost has been built out there, and him and Whitmore and the Indian uh, amigo of theirs, who have been trappers together for years, they've gone to work as scouts for the army. Well, uh, Robert Preston, who is the new commanding officer. Uh, He's a martinet. He's, you know, he he, 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 he makes he makes Custer look like, uh, you know, Barney Miller or something. I don't know. Barney Fife. Barney Fife, better yet. And uh, Julie London is his wife. Now, this is the interesting thing. Mature really likes her. She mm. is attractive, mm-hmm. and she doesn't understand because you know his. He's not used to white people in white world. He doesn't understand what she sees in him, and this is unusual. I don't. I can't think of another Western where I've seen this happen. He attempts to rape her. The hero attempts to rape another man's wife. Later on, uh, when Preston falls into a bear pit, and he's there because they've been out scouting the Indian camp to see what they're up to, he leaves him there. Well, He's going to let him die out there. He eventually comes back. Mm-hmm. But you talk about an unorthodox hero. Anthony Mann directed it. Uh, you know, they had Jack Pinnock in there. You know, standby cavalry type guys that you always you always want to see. Uh, Guy Madison was, was the uh, captain who had been the previous officer. And it just, you know, it's just... One of my one of my all time favorites, and I think one of the most maligned westerns, is this next one. I don't think we need to spend any time on it because we've talked about it in the last couple of shows. Is News of the World? Mm-hmm. It is just a marvelous movie, and one of the things about News of the World that drives home the thing about our whole theme is the land in it, the photography of the land. Uh, it is just you know you could it's almost like sitting and watching you know you could just take the story out and just look at the picture mm-hmm. the picture of and it's it's like a travelogue it's just so beautiful the next one is the hired hand which i just i had never seen it i saw it several weeks ago remember i told you about That's it right. uh and it reminds me of news of the world it was shot in new mexico like like news of the world but the photography and the story and the way they tell the story and the way it's cut. Mm-hmm. They have some interesting dissolves and cuts, which going back to what Todd was talking about, the one show, uh, the uh, Quick and the Dead, the way I, zooms can be murder in what movies, westerns or anything. Mm-hmm. I, and they used the zoom like a very crucial part of the storytelling in such a way that you were almost looking forward to the next zoom. <laughs> it was just so well done. But uh, Hired Hand was Peter Fonda, who also directed it. And, and 
and Warren Oates, which was again, this was a, a, a award-winning performance by Oates. It was probably, I think, one of his best roles because he he got to show a very human person, a very likable person. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's and it had just had some great character actors in there. Uh, Severin Darden, who was the main heavy, uh, he gets shot in both feet. Well, and then he wants revenge. Yeah, I'm <laughs> <laughs> and oh, and this one is again. This, I know there's a theme here. I that kind of did hostiles again, shot in New Mexico. But the land, oh my God, I never, I never saw New Mexico look more beautiful in a movie. Mm. And it was, it was that, that same type of thing that you know, you know, Ford had. He knew how important the land was, and that it was one of the participants in the story it wasn't just something to look at or to, to frame your actors in front of it was part of the story that it, should be something that i think uh, should happen all the time and you know it, the funny thing is it runs through the, the movies that todd todd mentioned uh my whole list it, it it's it's there my next movie actually is a trio because there's there's a great similarity between the three of them. That's Texas, Streets of Laredo, and the Texas Rangers. And uh, all three, black and white. And let's see, 1941, 1936, 1949. Uh, and this, the uh, Texas Rangers, that one, I don't know why, but I, I well, the first time I ever saw that on TV as a kid, mm-hmm. I fell in love with it. You know, it, it uh, William Holden, McDonald Carey, uh, William Bendix, and I think in that show, McDonald Carey showed what an actor he was. Because I, like I told you yesterday, his it was on the same par as Jack Palance mm-hmm. and Wilson. It was just, mm-hmm. and he's and he. He just—he was great. You know, that's all I can say. Uh, now it was remade. Wait, wait, so I got to make sure I got this right here. Oh, I, I want to add two things. There's two cameos in that. Uh, Clyde Tingley, who was the governor of New Mexico at the time, he had a little part in it. And this is for you, Todd. Maria Martinez, the great San Ildefonso Potter, she had a cameo in it. And I'll let I'll let it go wow. at that, so you can get a shot, Harry. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll maybe get back to Texas later. But that's oh, I'm, I I was just going to throw out the uh, three burials of uh, I'm going to screw up the name here uh, <laughs> of Estrada. I can't, I can't yes. even get it. A Tommy Lee Jones yes. movie. All right, uh, it is I think one hell of a story. Yes. And for those who don't know, this was Jones's directorial debut as well. Um, what well, you sure about that? It's what they're I saying. Thought, I thought good old boys, because that, well, that was a TV movie. Yeah, so yeah. Well, uh, basically, what happens here is a border guard shoots and kills a young Mexican goat herder, and the victim's gruff friend, who is Jones, kidnaps the patrolman and forces him to accompany Estrada's decomposing body to his Mexican hometown to bury him properly. The surreal quest is part exercise in magical realism and part Western parable about human dignity and personal responsibility bolstered by strong performances and restrained direction. It's just a hell of a movie, great scenery, and Tommy Lee 
kicks ass in this. Well, you know, one of the things, too, is, is, uh, is it, you, when you said Mexican goat hoarder, that kind of clouds it because the guy was, was a vaquero. He was, the, yes. A number one horseman. And yes. he had given his best horse to Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-hmm. And the, the bond that these two had between them, these were just two old dirt cowboys yeah. that, you know, yeah. and, and the hell that the uh, deputy is put through is deserving of every <laughs> very, bit but yeah. he, and he and he well, and at the and end of it uh, he's almost barry sympathetic pepper. go ahead yeah, that's barry pepper yeah uh who was uh, this who's the sniper in uh, uh um private ryan he's uh he played uh, roger maris in the uh, roger maris mickey uh Mickey Mantle movie that was directed and written by Billy Crystal. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a very good actor, Barry Pepper. He really is. He's very understated. He play he plays that you you keep ha- as much as you dislike him for what he he did. You keep feeling for him. Yeah, and that's one mm-hmm. of the interesting dichotomies of this film. I will say that as much as I love this film, um, I think that 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 Tommy Lee Jones kind of cheated a little bit when he made it because he had already done this movie. Because if we think back, uh-huh. this is the same thing he did for uh, Robert Duvall in Lonesome Dove, mm-hmm. which is taking his body back to where he promised him he would. And uh, it's, a, it's, a real, it's a real dedication and show of friendship and keeping your word and your honor. My other, I think that's a beautiful thing about it. One of my other movies is, and I know I'm going to catch hell for for this. Good is uh, True Grit, the the <clears throat> the second True Grit. That's uh, a good choice. Directed actually. by the Coen Brothers, and uh, uh, who do we have here? Uh, Jeff Bridges uh, <laughs> playing uh, playing Rooster Cogburn. I tell you, I like them both. Well, I, I mean, I own them both, mm-hmm. and I like them both. You really are. What's that? They're two different. They're two different films. Yeah. yeah. The first one's a John Wayne film, and this film is a film based on the book. Probably. And I think that yeah. that's Porter book. Yeah. It's so much. It's better. Yeah. It, it's not better. It's just that it's different. And I you know, know a lot one, of people don't like it. They only can accept John Wayne, so what? on and so forth. But I, I think the girl is just fabulous. Oh, she is. Yes, very uh, much so. Haley, really was Haley, what was her God name? Haley Steinfeld. Yeah. Haley Steinfeld. But, you know, I think the whole film comes down to that scene where she goes to visit Rooster many, many years later in the Wild West show he's performing. Mm And I know I've told the story on the show a thousand times, but I just love this scene. It's so perfectly, the timing is so perfectly apt. She walks up and she's looking for Rooster and and, uh, she comes upon two older white-haired gentlemen that are sitting. And she walks up and she says... Uh, you know, excuse me, um, I'm looking for someone. And one of the gentlemen stands up and takes his hat off. And yes. the other gentleman sits there and never takes his hat off. The gentleman who takes his hat off is the much maligned Cole Younger, who his gang and the Jameses rode together, Cole, the James Younger gang. So he, um, he stands up and he takes his hat off and he goes, well, it's nice to meet your acquaintance, ma'am. Uh, unfortunately... Uh, we have the unfortunate news to let you know that um, uh, 
our good friend uh, Rooster has departed us. He left us about three weeks ago. And you can see she's disappointed. She's not heartbroken, but disappointed. And she says, well, thank you. And she says something about Rooster, you know, did you know him well? And she, oh, yeah, we had some interesting times or fine times. And, and the Cole Younger character says, oh, Rooster and I, we had some fine times. <laughs> and you can just see the way he says it. Mm-hmm. The illustration of, of way, 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 way too much bourbon, uh, way too many lies, uh, and some very funny, funny, funny times they had between them. But it's still, there's the punchline still isn't there. We, we're still waiting because finally she says, well, good day to you and thank you. And she looks over at Frank James, the other gentleman, who, Jesse James's brother, who many people lauded for him turning his back on crime and becoming a socialist and, you know, and, and writing a book and all that. And he never stood up. He never had, he never acted like a gentleman, a true Southern gentleman in front of her. And she looks at him and she, he says, she says goodbye to Cole Younger. And she says, and keep your seat trash. <laughs> and she turns around and walks away. Uh... And it just is so the way that actress, who mm-hmm. this is the only time we see her in the film, mm-hmm. she's the older da- girl many years later, 40, 50 years later. It's just so perfectly timed. Yeah. And the way she delivers it, there's no, she doesn't have any hatred or malice in her delivery. It's it's all there in her in, in the wording. It's and fact. it just hits it right in the forehead, you know. Yeah. Yep. It's just, I, I, I agree with you, Harry. I love that movie. Uh, I do want to backtrack one second. Dan has let me know that the last frontier bunker yes. was a fictionalized detailing of the Fetterman massacre in Fort Fulcaring. Yeah. So um, for what that is worth, it's just a side note, um, nonetheless. But I think it's important to realize. Thank okay. you, Dan. I will now. Well, hang on. Well, yes, waving hello at Dan. Yes, and Dan's. Dan's giving a little giggle. We, um, so now I'm going to give you six of well, the hang six on. of the next. Todd, hang on. We got to do our. We're late on our second okay. break here. I'm so sorry. That's okay. okay. Uh, we're we're having a good time here, but you know, got to pay the bills. <laughs> so we're going to do that. We'll be back with much more of Amo Franzi's Voices of the Bell, West. Pay Bill and John and <laughs> Tom and Dick and Harry. Right after these words. When looking for a property management company, here are some things you should consider. How long has the company been in business? What types of properties can they manage for you? And does the company give back to the community? Well, your search is over. The Polash Management Company meets and exceeds those considerations. They've been in business in Tucson, Arizona since the 1960s. They manage all types of properties throughout Arizona and elsewhere, from residential to commercial to public sector properties. The Polash Management Company also dedicates its time and resources to numerous community projects, including help funding the drive for the USS Arizona Memorial at the University of Arizona. You also want a property management company that puts you, the customer, first. First, contact the Paul Ash Management Company today at paulashmanagement.com. 
and ask about the complete package or call 520-795-2100. That's 520-795-2100. The Polash Management Company, property managers you can trust. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club dates from 1948 and is now at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway. The club owns 80 acres and leases 300 more from Pima County that supports 50 trap fields, 15 ski fields, two five-stand fields, two sporting plays courses with 12 stations each, a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, 200 full-service RV hookups for members, and free Wi-Fi. This expansive facility gives enough room to host major national and international events annually, bringing thousands of people to the community. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com. Hi everyone, it's Susan McRae and welcome to Chaparral Roundup. As you know, I've postponed the March event to October 1st, 2nd, and 3rd so we can all relax, have a great time with great dinners, a great lunch at the White Stallion Ranch, Q&A panels, screenings of a couple of our favorite High Chaparral shows, the documentary of Kent McRae so we can honor him during his favorite reunion, And we have a great silent auction to benefit the Robert F. Hoy and Kiva Hoy charity at the Tucson Medical Center. If you're already registered for March, you're automatically registered for October. But if you're not, you better register by September 17th. I look forward to seeing you all, and so does Don, with his confessions of an acting cowboy. You'll have fun. See you in October. For the Chaparral Roundup at Lodge on the Desert in Tucson, Arizona. Hi, I'm Wyatt McRae, grandson of Joel McRae, and you're listening to Voices of the West. This is the Voices of the West. Always good to hear from Wyatt McRae. It is, it is. Welcome back uh, to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander with you. Uh, Bunker de France here in Los Angeles. It is Todd Roberts. And uh, this is Movie Saturday. We're streaming live from the White Stallion Ranch here in uh, Tucson. And a uh, beautiful day in our in our burg. <laughs> 73 degrees, I reckon, somewhere, yeah, something, like, something that. like that. Well, I mentioned to Harry during the break, it, one of the reasons that I really liked the second True Grit was that there was no Glenn Campbell in it. <laughs> but, uh, that's neither here nor there. One of the movies, uh, and then we'll get to you, Todd, one of the movies that I think needs to be <clears throat> remembered, <clears throat> pardon me, and is uh, a movie called Sunset. And it's uh, Jim Garner and uh, Bruce Willis. And yeah. uh, Garner plays Wyatt Earp. This is the second or third time that he has played Wyatt Earp. Third. In fact, third. He is the, he, the, he is the only actor who has played Wyatt Earp more than once. You know? And he's aged progressively in each one. Indeed. Uh, 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 so, uh, Can we name the only other actor... To have been in a film regarding the gunfight at the OK Corral twice. Please do. Yeah. 
John Ireland, yeah, who yeah. plays Billy Clinton in in um, uh, um, uh, My Darling Clementine, mm-hmm. and then plays Johnny Ringo in Gunfight at the OK Corral. Mm-hmm. He, I think he was also in Shootout at the OK Corral, as when they had the uh, at the beginning of the picture when Doc Holliday uh, throws a knife into. Uh, the guy that was playing, whoever it was, I don't remember now. Mm. I think he was at the table. Well, anyway, Sunset yeah. Sunset is uh, a movie. Um, Willis plays Tom Mix. And Garner comes, uh, Earp comes to do the uh, consulting, story consulting and whatnot, realism consulting, blah, blah. Well, it turns out that they start to inve- they, uh, investigate a murder that happens uh, in in. Uh, oh, she was pretty. Yeah, oh. a- and I I don't know. I just thought it was a really really good. It movie. was a fun movie. Fun movies had a lot of swellness in it. Yeah, <laughs> and, neat yeah. cars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Early Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. So, all right, Todd, go for I it. Well, I will. Well, I'll say one thing in 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 support of your decision here, Harry, your choice is this is one of the few films. That portrays Wyatt Earp as he was. He did not have a sense of humor. Yeah, right. <laughs> this happy, lucky, lucky, swell guy that, and I know it is sacrilegious to say this, but that Kurt Russell shows us in Tombstone is not Wyatt. No. Wyatt was the 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 Earp brothers in general, meaning um, Wyatt and Virgil and uh, Warren. And um, the oldest Earp brother, James, were not known for humor. Morgan was a little different. He was a little more happy-go-lucky, especially when he drank. But this one captures <laughs> that this dryness that the Earps had, that they were not... Humor was not their forte. They had other talents. This is not one of them. And I think Hugh O'Brien captured that in the television series as well. Very much so. You're right. Um, I will start off with number six, which is the original El Mariachi in Spanish. Oh, yeah, so yeah. beautiful, Made beautiful by movie. Robert Rodriguez. Yes. He made it, you know, um, he made it for, um, like, something ridiculous. I, I, you know, like two hundred and fifty to $300,000. Yeah, it's I think it was Spanish. less than that. It's all shot in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And uh, On his you mom's talk about a guy who, who gets stuck in a... Uh, a very normal, unassuming fella gets stuck in the worst possible situation of all time. $7,500. Excuse me. Yeah, $7,500. See, that's Which that's, is a lot less than Robert Townsend when he made uh, the Hollywood Shuffle for 250000 on his grandmother's credit cards. That, that's why, um, that's why Robert we, Rodriguez. Go ahead, Harry. I was going to say, that's why we have Dan there. To uh, uh, yeah. our, our crack research, yeah. Yeah, they, they, but they keep funny because the next film that they made, they gave him a budget of six million, yeah, and they shot it in English and in Spanish simultaneously. Mm-hmm. In the morning they do English, and in the afternoon they do Spanish. Not as good a film, although it did have Salma Hayek. Yeah. But we're not going to talk about her. <laughs> and um, also, they did the third one, which was a continuation of the character yes. Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Yeah. Right. Then we have Rio's Conchos. And I know there's a big debate about this film, always has been. You know, um, I think the, 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 
this the characters in this film are really unique and yes. really interesting. I've always liked it. I love the uh, the uh, um, Pat, the you not you uh, uh, O'Brien character who's the Southern general, and you know they're trying to restart or rekindle the Civil War and the Apaches and all the rest of it. It's just that my biggest problem with this film, and always has been, always will be, is he's, um, he's you know, when he has that rifle, the Richard Broom character, whose wife and daughter were massacred by Apaches, and probably they did worse to them than that, um, he walks around the entire film picking them off like, you know, they're asleep pigeons on a windowsill. <laughs> and um, if anybody knows an Apache, um, uh if you can hear them, it's too late. Yeah, right. Um, you know, uh, how, how, how did the Apache go from literally the most terrifying uh, Native American in the Old West to uh, becoming old men sitting on a park bench in Central Park? Um, it's a little absurd, but the rest of the film is pretty good, I do have to say, and uh, Tony Fra uh, uh, Anthony Franciosa is yes. just excellent as the Mexican bandit. Uh, Jim Brown, uh, Stuart Whitman, of course. Um, they're all good. They're, they're all really good. Um, the next one is uh, The Gray Fox, yes. which uh, kind of gave a major rebirth to Richard Farnsworth's career, um, s loosely based on, uh, on uh, a true story. Uh, Geronimo, an American legend, with uh, um, written and directed by Walter Hill, um, with uh, Wes Studi and Robert Duvall. I thought it was fabulous. I think uh, everybody in the film was perfectly cast, and I loved the story. It was sad and melancholy. Another one, uh, number 10 now, here in my second five, is Valdez is Coming with Burt Lancaster. And um, it's just, I think, a film that goes way under the radar. So many people have never even seen it, didn't even know that uh, Burt Lancaster knew how to play a Mexican. But he's fabulous as this yeah. character, I think. And it's a very noble story. The bad guys are really bad. And I love it when the bad guys are really bad. Yeah. I love it when the bad guy gets it and you kind of, you have a little, yeah. You get a little... <laughs> a little poetic, you know, yes. You have a little thumbs up. You, you want to you stand know, up um, and applaud. <laughs> right, right. So, so and, if we don't, and if somebody, by the way, doesn't like Rios Cachos, for the same reason they might not like Duel at Diablo, which is also... Oh, I worked list. on that. That was I fun. <laughs> well, I, I love those two films for the same reason, and I know it's superficial, but those are the two best posters I think I might have ever seen. <laughs> uh, the Rios Cachos poster and the Duel at Diablo poster uh, are both fabulous. Duel at Diablo poster is Frank McCarty. Um, and it's just, to yeah. me, it's beautiful. Um, uh, Last Hard Men with uh, James Coburn and Charlton Heston. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just a, a very well-made film. Uh, Duel at Diablo, again, you know, I, we Dan and I watched it here on television the other night. Um, and then Hostiles, we've talked about it, we like it. Here's one that's going to come out of the blue that might shock even our fans. Um, Billy Two Hats with Gregory Peck yeah. and Desi Arnaz Jr., Jack Warden, and David Huddleston. I think it's uh, it's the the background is beautiful, Monument Valley. Uh, Actually, it was done in very it, well it shot. Was shot in Israel. 
It was shot in Israel. <laughs> yes. Well, then, uh, then there were they must have moved part of my Monument Valley because it's in the movie, second uh, unit. So, uh, then we have. Uh, I know it sounds crazy. I'm going to lose some fans here. Johnny Guitar, which you own. Oh Fox, yes, 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 yes. Sterling Hayden and the film. I, you know, everybody always talks about. Well, I got a, so many people. My good friend Danny, as we know. He, I, he, I hate that movie. He is just, <laughs> well, what does he know? Where are all these, you know, what are all these women doing running around with guns? I, and uh, you know, I always say the same thing. The film is completely and utterly and solely on the shoulders of Mercedes Cambridge. It's Western pornography, and it's film. wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it, she carries the film from beginning to end, and her seething hatred for Joan Crawford. She can't hide it if she was in an iron suit. It just is oozing out of every pore of her body. And the contempt that she has, it it, uh, it makes me uncomfortable when I watch her. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly uncomfortable watching her. Where is this hatred coming from? You don't even know this person. And How you, know, you hate her that much? Guys, and, we got we gotta, uh, one more break. We got to finish up here and, and, and finish our, our last break here. Uh, before we run out we of time. We just barely have time for it. So let's do that. <clears throat> we'll be back with much more of Amal Franzi's Voices of the West right after these messages. Harry Alexander, Bunker DeFrance, and Todd Roberts are with you. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true West where a large number of Westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Hymas Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond check and stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. Imus Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 777-1911. Hello, I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats, but did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right, it's called Horse It Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. 
And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. Hi, this is Craig Morgan with a special message for all those who have served in the U.S. Army. The National Museum of the United States Army, to be built at Fort Belvoir, Virginia, will include the Soldier's Registry, an electronic record of Americans who have worn the Army uniform, recognizing their service. I've already added my story to the registry. I hope you'll add yours. To learn more and to make your story a permanent part of the National Army Museum, visit armyhistory.org. Read classic Western comics anytime at voicesofthewest.net. Oh, I am a lonely cowboy and I'm off on the Texas train. My train is cinching saddles and pulling bridle reins. But I can twist the lasso with the greatest skill and ease. We're back on Abel Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bucket of France, Todd Roberts. That's Ken Maynard. Yeah. And that's why he was never a singing cowboy. He was the first, though. I know, but yeah. that's why he never was. Uh, you know, I want to I so, finish with this one movie because, again, it's one of those movies that I think is much maligned. Sierra, Audie Murphy's second western with Dean Jagger, Burl Ives. Mm-hmm. But that yeah. movie was, to me, it was like, it should have it should have been written by Zane Gray. That's the way it came across. Mm-hmm. It was just a great story, a, a father and son hiding out in a hidden valley raising horses. Father's uh, was framed years before for a murder, and if this if the girl hadn't come into the story, uh, it probably would have continued that way. And that's it. Uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Let's yes. not forget that one. That one. That's the, a good one. Yeah. The man from Alamo. No, I, I, I hate to be negative, but I do have two that are, I think, just pretty deplorable. Valley okay. of Guanji, okay. where they're running around roping dinosaurs. Oh, Guy Madison, uh, I love that one. Yeah. It, well, yeah, it well, wasn't as good as Mighty Joe Young. But and there's a big ball of, you know, if you got a, pe- a cheese pizza, ice cream, and a big thing of popcorn. <laughs> And you're seven years old with your buddies. um, And it's funny. What did you think of Mighty Joe Young? I was out cowboy shooting once, and and we were talking. The guy standing next to me, and his his cowboy name was Lobo. And uh, we were talking about favorite westerns, and he said, Oh, Oh, I, 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 I like them all, but there's one that just towers above the rest. And I said, Really, Lobo? Which one is that? He said, oh, the Valley Guanji, where they're roping them dinosaurs. Boy, I, I, I have it on tape, and I'll watch it. I'll watch, I'll get there through that part there with the dinosaurs, and then I'll rewind it and watch that part over again, maybe two, three times. Alrighty then. I just love that part. Well, hey, it's like Ben Johnson rope, roping uh, giant uh, gorillas. Grip we talked about. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the young riders, uh, the long riders mm-hmm. with... Uh, the uh, Keach brothers and the Carradine brothers and the 
um, quails um, and the Quaid brothers, and also the uh, the 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 last set of brothers are the um, uh, the guest brothers. Also, there it's just I think a, a tremendous film. And the other one, I hate to say it, that is so bad is to me is Back in the Future Three. Yes, and our lovely great friend Michael Blate, a great friend of the program and a great writer historian. He did the makeup on that film, so yeah. I, I'm guilty for saying it, yeah. but I tell you, um, I watch it, and it's, I'm in pain sometimes. I know. All right, we're out of time. I'm going to throw one last movie out, and, and if you want to find out about what a B-movie, a B-Western movie is all about, watch The Ranch is Saved. Or Nickelodeon. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. All right, that's all the time we got for today. Uh, next week, I have no clue what we're doing, but we're going to do something. We'll do it. Uh, pretty much it. Todd, thank you so much, sir. Appreciate thank you, Todd. Appreciate thank you. 78, 79, 79 and a quarter, <laughs> 79 and a half, 79 and three quarters, and it That'll do it for this edition of Abel Franzi's Voices of the West. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Harry Alexander for Bunker to France and Todd Roberts. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzig's Voices of the West.